Akira is a 1988 Japanese animated post-apocalyptic cyberpunk film. Probably could have told you that without reading it, but it's nice to be sure. Directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. Produced by Ryohei Suzuki and Shunzu Kato. I don't know why I'm going this far into it, but um, (laughs) based on Otomo's 1982 manga of the same name. Production budget of 1.1 billion yen, equates to 9 million US dollars. The most expensive anime film of its time. It looks that way as well. And um, I think they made a shit ton of it back on DVD sales and VHS sales. Mm. I think like 80 million, like, because it was a bit of a flop, I think, at first. Right, like anything, um, like any one of these sorts of things, like you find your audience after the fact, I guess. Okay, they made their money back. They, they at one point seven billion Japanese box office, but then they made forty nine million worldwide. So it was a pretty big hit. Yeah, I was I thinking it was, about it. Like, it's, it's interesting. That it's a real money film, but it's very artistic. Like, it's kind of the opposite of what you'd expect. Like big money films these days, they're rarely so. Um, there's, there's rarely so much effort put into like small details like there is in Akira with the soundtrack and the detail in the animation. The soundtrack and, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. true. I think you're right. I that think, kind um, of struck me. As... I think there's tons and tons of money in stuff like uh, Marvel films and like that and just goes on like green screens or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know. Not to say that... Not to say that they don't like... I'm sure the people work very hard that make those films. It's just that like the person organizing those people to work hires the minimum number of people for the a minimum Certainly, amount yeah. of money and, and there's blah, no, blah, blah. no risks being taken either. Like I'd say this is kind of... This, yeah, this could have been a bit of a risk. and yeah, The way it portrays um, late 80s Japan certainly is a bit of a risk compared to like what late 80s Japan probably wanted to say that it was, you know? Yeah. Do you think they would like that? A bit? Like how encouraging of pretty... like <clears throat> dissent art Yeah, I mean... Or discouraging? I don't know whether or not it's like, it's, I think it's making a comment. I don't know whether or not it's encouraging dissent or anything like that, but it's certainly saying like, you know, before all the like telekinesis and all that sort of stuff, um, it's, they're in high school, you know, and all they do is like run around and bite gangs and like, they show the scenes of the school and it's just this massive thing where it's almost like a uni, but everyone's like fucking around. But wasn't that a specific school for like delinquent kids? Yeah, maybe, but... Um, but still, yeah, it's obviously sort of dystopian. Only... Like, yeah. it's just, it is just saying, like, yeah, kids, like, they're just pretty disillusioned, so they just friggin' ride their motorbikes like, yeah. in games yeah. and stuff. Um, it's the whole sort of sense of, like, no future. Like, where am I going? I might as well just enjoy the present, because, like, I don't see myself doing something more in the future. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is quite a, like... So, I guess in the late 80s of Japan you really start to get hit with that sort of um, encroaching post-modernity sort of feeling where it's just like, oh, like a lot of these structures are kind of like not what people tell you they are. You know, the chances of like someone going to uni, you could become an academic. You'd also work at Hungry Jack's and have the same qualifications. You know what I mean? There's no, like the education stuff has become higher and higher, but like for what? Mm. Like all the things that you're supposed to like do to get to the next stage or whatever in your life is just like, it's, there's everyone's doing it so there's no like there's, there's nothing in it anymore you know what I mean <clears throat> um, but these guys like they don't give a shit like super violent <laughs> yeah 
that was cool. Is I, I, it kind of gave me a feeling. They don't hold back on anything, so they're like, well, in reality, this scene would be violent, so mm-hmm. we'll show it exactly. I mean, it's albeit cartoon, but they show it exactly Still as violent, violent as it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, all the blood the, and he loses his arm and all yeah. the glass sort of bits. It's really graphic. Well, even at the start with the the guy who like liberates one of the kids and the cops just like blast him with tons oh, of yeah. like... And just, he's already kind of dead. Like He's like laying on the ground. It was a some, cool scene. They just shred him just, up. Like, yeah. It's like four dudes with machine guns just shooting everywhere around him. And he shoots the dogs. Yeah, sad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the kid's like looking through the window of the car. He's just like, well... The dogs, yeah, that scene the was really intense. Like, if the... They really showed like, you know... It, it as cartoonized as it was, they depicted it well. Like yeah. if someone saw someone shoot a dog, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like even the even the fact that the traffic never seemed to move. Like every scene where you saw like cars and stuff, it was just gridlocked <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, but then when they're having bike races, it's empty. Yeah, well, I think they have bike races in sort of like the old dilapidated part of Tokyo. True, they do say that, like the industrial area and yeah. stuff. Because. Um, I mean, even when they're racing, one of the guys goes down the wrong, like, off turn or, like, off ramp or whatever, and there's just an explosion. And the other guy's like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have gone down that. Like, <laughs> so I guess, like, you know, if you don't know the roads, then chances are you're going to, like, fall into, like, some broken down bridge. Yeah. One, I guess the main thing I wanted to discuss was um, kind of the relationship, like, the, in general of sci-fi. Because... Obviously, a lot of, especially what we've been watching, dystopian sci-fi, it comes from the stance of warning humanity, like, mm. oh, this is where we're heading, with, like, certain trends in politics and, mm. and um, economics and stuff will, like, could Technology. easily lead to these things, and they kind of paint that picture for us to show, like, this is what, this is what could happen. Yeah. But... Do you think there's? It's almost a little bit symbiotic in that they paint the picture, but then they also lead us more directly to the dystopias they paint. Like it's not a one-way street where they just say, "Oh, we're going." It's not like just a political warning. Like this could is on the horizon. It's also like they give ideas to people who say start tech companies and stuff to yeah. implement those things, and then lead us to <clears throat> the like grave we dig for ourselves. I think that could be the case, yeah, certainly, like, um, I think, yeah, like, you know, once someone's thought something up, it's a little bit easier to come to terms with it, rather than just sort of grasping out to the future and being like, oh, anything's really possible to a certain extent, so, oh, I, I want to make an Akira bike or whatever, like, um, I don't really know whether or not that's the case, I think that, you know, Obviously, like yeah, like you said, like these are supposed to sort of supply you with visions of the future to work against. I mean, some of it does seem inevitable. It, like if you had sci-fi or not, like uh, things like wealth inequality yeah. and, and then people not having jobs and and, and then people being yeah, hungry. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not like you know. Yeah, where anyone can predict that that's where we're headed because you can see it. I think. Increasing. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, you know. So you have sort of your proponents of capitalism, which would be like uh, economists and stuff like that, or political economists. Um, and then you have everyone else who either accepts uh, that it's bad and just sort of keeps running with it. Because if they believe that it's wrong, and, but they still do the things, then it's just like, that's fine. Because like, yeah. I'm not doing the wrong. And then you have like sort of a sense of like interpassivity where like, 
you can watch things like this and be like, no, this isn't going to be the future or like maybe it will be. And it's like, oh, but it's also entertainment. You (laughs) know what I mean? um, I mean, this is like, this is a military state, right? Like Tokyo in this world, in Akira, is like run by a a commando. They present that well. It's almost though like that they kind of, and it's, it's how it would be in reality, I think, where those forces are there, but you as a citizen, you wouldn't really be very aware of them being just around the corner kind of thing in a military state. Like, uh, yeah. or some maybe like North Korea and stuff where there are people patrolling supposedly all the time. Yeah, Beijing but as it, well that, in China. Know, they have... Um... Yeah. Like, armed guards everywhere, just like... Well, in this, they're, they're quite shocked when, <clears throat> you know, the military helicopters show up to um, pick up Tetsuo and, and stuff off the road. Yeah. And they're kind of like, what? Like, why are there military helicopters? Yeah. But, like, yeah, they, it, it is obviously a military state. And then it happens um, later on when they, they try to stand down the colonel or whatever. Yeah. And he's just and like, he's tells... Like, like, Fuck it, let's go. But because he has kind of that personal relationship with his soldiers that... The other guy doesn't. Yeah. The bureaucratic guy doesn't really yeah. have. Yeah. He's just like shoot this motherfucker because he becomes like, sort of. Well, he is. He's not just a commando, is he? He's kind of like a religious leader almost. Because he's like, oh, you know, we have a Kira. This thing. Yeah. Like the, he has like. He has like the. He's just. In, he's the, got his the fingers in all the as pies. Well, the professor. Yeah. And he's like studying their abilities somehow through some sort of weird like pattern recognizing thingy. Yeah. Some musical thing. I don't know. It was very cool to look at. I couldn't it, really figure yeah. out what that was, but like it was weird because it was like sort of representing, you know, like life force or like someone's energy, like yeah. they're kind of... I like that. It Dragon sounded, the music for that energy. was cool as well. Like. But then all of a sudden, it's just an image of what's happening in the world because it then like the, it's just a black hole. Like you see the ball, he's just looking at a miniaturized version of... Yeah. The, so I don't know, it's kind of weird like that, but it was still, yeah. it was a cool sort of plot element. Yeah, I think... Um, I guess the biggest takeaway I always have from this film... Um, and watching it again kind of solidified it was like their take on how like cities become things so it's like oh you know there's this thing and, like how do you think everyone has like ideas and like energy and stuff like that well we all kind of pull it together and this is how we become like it's sort of so like so it's an organism the city yeah 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 it has like um, <clears throat> a texture or something to it that is like um, very much alive like we are like you know like um Walking around a city isn't just walking around material buildings and stuff. Um, you have like a relationship to that subjectively as well. Like you map it out in your mind how the city is. And so like I think it's like with this, I sort of associate it with like Freud's sort of notion of repression in that like to become part of a social group, you have to repress your own desire for the greater yeah and like in that case like some you know the city's desires condensed could become something like a cure you know like there's like an energy which i think is the case yeah i think it's a good way of describing a city like as more than the sum of its material parts mm-hmm. a modern city kind of yeah thing. a yeah. modern city certainly like a city like this which is just so huge and diffuse yeah but um obviously as well it has the power to just destroy everything but um it was pretty... I think another scene that shocked me is quite early on when Tetsuo... Who's the woman that Tetsuo... Spends, K? K? Is it K? No, K is Canada. Wait. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tetsuo's girl. Um, I forget her name. It starts with a G, I think. 
Gary. I don't know. Gary, something like that. That's, I think it's Gary. Um, I can't. I won't find it. The guys like they grab her off the bike <laughs> and like take like rip her shirt off, and she's like, no, no, no. They just punch her in the face. And yeah. Just, like, draw, There's a couple so of times violent. where they yeah, like a, a female gets just punched in the face, real brutal. I was I was so taken aback at fuck like and. <laughs> Her face afterwards, when yeah. they like kind of like successfully get them to, you know, the the fight breaks up and all that sort of stuff. And she's got this like massive lip and his black yeah. eyes. Fucking hell, like they don't stop. What do you think, sort of reading deeper into the archetype of um, Tetsuo and his, because you know how they say he was a klutz like all through school. Yeah. And um, he always had to get rescued by Canada yeah. and um, he has this sort of. You know, like he has this, he goes mad with power almost immediately when he yeah. discovers what he his has powers power. can do. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. What What do you? What are they trying to say with that? Is it just? Is it just archetypal? Like power corrupts, or is it something more? It could be. It could be like. Um, it could be to do because um, Tetsuo was given up, right? Like they show. Like an orphan. Yeah, they yeah, show they him. Show... He, he was abandoned. They show he's standing outside a house with like, with like a, a locked door. And there's no one there. He's basically like his parents just left. Yeah, and it's like bills and stuff all over the yeah, door. Yeah, like that. yeah. And then in another scene later on, they show him getting given um, to like a school, and it turns out that like he was part of the school with all these kids that became these little like gremlin people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was given up. I guess like the difference between him and Canada is like Canada is quite sure. Of himself, you know, kind of got like a cool like bike, a normal upbringing or something. Uh, yeah, or it's he... just like I think it's like one of those like dynamics where you have like the power struggle. It's like, well, what does he have that I don't? And it's not any, like it's not anything, but it is like it's to the person that doesn't have it, it appears like something really big and hard to get, but to the person who has it, it's just like this is just me. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? And so that that I mean, it sort of sorts, sorts itself out in the end, like, he's just like, I do need your help, Canada. Alright, please stop That's me. Right. Stop me from like but becoming. He kills Canada with his ego, sort of, or, or whatever. Like he, when he becomes the bubble, like the yeah. expanding blob. Yeah, yeah. I think he kills Canada, and but then it brings him back, or something happens like that. They're teleported somewhere. They all live, except for Tetsuo, who becomes like a intergalactic. Yeah, but dude. he squishes. Doesn't he? Don't they die in? You see all the blood, like the girl yeah. gets squished. Yeah. She certainly gets it's pretty pushed. brutal. But I think they live. I don't think Gary lives, like the girl, but I yeah. think that um, t- uh, Canada lives. But yeah, I think I think uh, it, he might be like this sort of like manifestation of the id in that like all of these sort of um, these impulses to like attack and like show how strong you are and like, not be stopped when people are like, oh no, you know the rules, you kind of come out of your cell or whatever. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm gonna kill you, you know. You can you can choose to like live and not like get in my way. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> um, and he's sort of compelled, I guess, because he wants to find out who Akira is, right? Like, he's getting some sort of like memories transferred to him that aren't him. Well, he wants Akira to help. Doesn't he just? He wants like world domination, but he wants Akira's help or something. Yeah, well, I think. I think maybe Akira represents like the one thing that could maybe stop him. And then when he finds out that like Akira is just like an assemblage of like different 
uh, parts of an organism, like a brainstem and like some like lo- uh, like lymph nodes or whatever they were, all that sort yeah. of stuff, just realizes I know the lack of power that it has. But I guess, that Akira has. Yeah, but then obviously once it's summoned back back into like a person, Akira is like all powerful sort of manifestation. It's a confusing film. It is, man. But the, I, that's why I was like, I was sort of feeling, I'm, I was like, am I missing something more here? Like, so you certainly would be. They, like, I, know, they give you plenty. Like, it's not like, it's not lacking. It's just that. There's too, there's so much. It's so psychedelic. Like with, and yeah, like Tetsuo's mind, you know, it's like he's losing touch with what's real and what's not. And then, um, and then like he has like sort of, because he has dreams where he has powers and stuff and everything's weird. But then in reality, like he like, he draws the glass into his hand, like pulls it across yeah. the table. And, and then he's kind of like figuring out that he does have powers in reality. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then well, you get the scientist guy, like, is this the birth of a universe? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think. One sec. Um, so yeah okay that's good that works out um Tetsuo the name there's a movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man and he becomes like through like junkyard electronics and all sorts of like machines and stuff becomes a sort of like techno monster that kills things and like rapes people and murders them um, and the Astro, Astro Boy's name is Tetsu One. Oh, okay. Um, so there must be some sort of anxiety around people losing whatever it is that makes them human and becoming machine, because he becomes machine as well. And that sort of stops. Right. That's when he starts becoming like out of control when he has that metal arm and it's sort of yeah trying to connect to everything else. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the case, you know, because like obviously technology, if you think of it as like part of our nervous system or an appendage or whatever it is like telekinesis a little bit like you can send messages without speaking to people um you can like move things in different rooms and areas and all this sort of stuff you know like yeah. it's not so it's not really like it's articulated as like psychic powers here and it kind of is psychic powers in the sense like you know people talk about the internet as like just a group hallucination that we're all accepting um it could be the case here that that's that's also being spoken about like this this sort of unholy meshing of human and technology and it's the 80s in japan as well so like technology is blowing up hard yeah and so well so he's crying out for help from the well he becomes technology well he becomes sort of this thing that isn't a person or like a machine he sort of becomes this horrible organism that really isn't him um, you know, it sort of turns out that he was the host for something more than him, whatever it was that was, whatever that power was, you know, I don't know if the power was given to him or everyone has this power because they have medicine that they take, the pills. Yeah, to keep it in check. Yeah. It helps him control the power. Yeah, but uh, the guy, the drug dealer dude at the, the, bar. the bar, I don't know, were they different drugs? Were they just like, were they just regular pills? They're like, did you turn yeah, I guess they just felt that they didn't need to make that any sort of like explicit. Mm. They're just like, yeah, he needs some pills that help him do stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's certainly like a, a thing in here with like 
the responsible use of technology. Yeah, well, or even so far as like anti, like it's a bit of a um, uh, what's his name, the um, manifesto guy. Um, Karl Marx. No, 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 no. Um, the other manifesto. Um, the Unabomber. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's got a bit of that vibe to it. Like there's only it, two manifestos. Yeah. <laughs> There are only two. Mm, you <laughs> got to choose one. I know. <laughs> I knew I had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> but no, no, like um, the whole anti-technology sort of anti-scientific progress stance, like, because he was a bit of a primitivist. Uh, um, he was like total return to nature kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, and I, I kind of see that in this film a bit, like as in so it just alluding to like, yeah, you can do all this science because like science gives you power, like you find power where you didn't know it was and you can like organize you know, matter and, and minerals into forms of power, like yeah. be they like energy or just yeah. power in general, like as a very vague term. And um, he's sort of showing that like, I mean, the film sort of gives that idea like, yeah, you can, you can keep doing that and take it as far as you want, but then that's how you create a new universe. Like you'll kill your universe and, and then start over. And it's just posing that theory. Mm. Um, which you hear around sometimes, like it's sort of like a pseudo-scientific spiritual kind of theory yeah, about... Yeah, I think, you know, I think... Like people were saying when they first, um, when they did the Hadron Collider, mm. um, oh, the, the, the more recent one, yeah, they were saying like a lot of scientists were being super alarmist about it, like, yeah, it will cause a rip in space and time and then like... That wasn't was the case at all, it was just yeah. particles smashing against each other. Yeah, so I see a bit of that in the like little ball thing, the energy ball um, that... When the scientist, because he gets he gets engulfed by his lab, like crushing in. Yeah. So and it's the same thing as Tetsuo engulfing out, everything. Uh, it's yeah. just like the power will engulf and destroy, and then you're reset mm. to start over, like humanity from a new universe, and then like see if you can not get sucked in by your curiosity once again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I think that certainly the internet is like a new reality. And it does, like, it performs differently to, like, the reality, or I guess, like, the symbolic, imaginative reality that we have in terms of material. Well, where do you stand on it personally in terms of, like, technological progress and um, things like that? Kind of, I guess, avoiding the capitalism side of it. Right. Just, just folk, like, just thinking about, I don't know if you, you can know, space avoid travel that, and, and like, spacefaring and stuff. That'd be cool. I yeah. think that'd be cool. I think... Right now, it seems like coming from Silicon Valley and that, there's a lot of like right-wing reactionary politics coming out of that, like the dark um, who enlightenment don't, and stuff. Who don't want technological growth. No, they want it, but like... But I don't... Right, like, right-wingers are sort of like... They, they're they more like, oh, we've got all the technology we need since the 90s kind oh, of thing. Oh, this, like, like this is like a technological right-wing though, like where it's like, oh, you know, these things will help us by like dominating us uh, if we figure out this system where we can like create social spaces where you know rules occur and like um we won't like like democracy is a sham we should like move into this more authoritarian thing that sort of controls pre- people because people need but isn't that left-wing view no nah, left-wing is like emancipation <laughs> Yes. There's there's sort of two different forms of freedom. Like the one is free because you don't have to think, you just get told what to do by the master and the other one's like um, you know, freedom from oppression through like I don't know. Um 
but like work utopian leftist freedom like yeah i mean the good utopia not necessarily what you think of as utopia is like <laughs> you mean the non-real utopia <laughs> yeah 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 well utopia is hard because it's not yeah. really it's not really any political stance particularly like you can, there's utopias or utopias and it's whoever. subjective yeah yeah exactly Completely. um you know mussolini's fascist italy was certainly a utopia for somebody out there <laughs> like but uh for someone else you know not the case at all um but you know it seemed like it's like with uh, Hitler's like Nazi Germany, like for everyone that was like anti-Nazi, the other people were like, yeah, finally we have like someone to say, these are where our problems come from, you yeah. know. So you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to think like it's like, yeah, this person said this. I feel free to be whoever I want to be because the problem isn't me or it isn't like bigger than me. It's the Jew. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, and you can which Slavoj you know, talks about multiple times as well in his books about like how you come up with something to like to present as the problem. Yeah. Often. Yeah, Makes it so Jew much easier. And, or like, you know, Jews secretly running the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see it with Trump as well, right? Like, um, and it's often contradictory. So like Mexicans are taking all our jobs, but at the same time, Mexicans are like here freeloading, not doing anything. Yeah. And the, the truth, you know, like it is like, um, that's a contradictory statement. Yeah. But people love it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, you know, it works for both sides. Well, they'll happily not kind of cross-check the two things. They'll just be like... They'll just live with them. They'll be like, yeah. It's useful. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it makes so much more sense as well because you're just like, uh, yep, okay. They (laughs) occupied these two spaces. You know what I mean? Like... um, (laughs) They do both. Yeah, they do both. Either way, they're a problem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, I think there's a Jake book where he talks about uh, sort of like the early modern period and the Renaissance, like, um, where if something, ha- maybe earlier than the Renaissance actually, yeah, um, where if something happened, like a lightning storm or a flood or like some shit that fucked everything up, it's a lot scarier to say that just happened mm. than to say God did it. Because mm. at least even if like God did it and that's kind of like an asshole move by God, it's like, yeah, this happened because this did, this, yeah, this thing yeah. happened. But like, if it's just like, you know, like, uh, uh, catastrophic acts of nature happen because the world is like yeah, a yeah. chaos. I get, so. Yeah, easier to accept like your well, loved you one died because well. um, or just in general that they died rather than they went missing for the rest of your life. Like they, yeah. they died and you know why they died and you, know, yeah. you have a bit of closure. Yeah, exactly. And even like with the concept of heaven and stuff, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I know that they're going to a better place. Yeah. Um, true, true. Well, what, what was like, I was going to say... Um, Good big closing topic. Before that, though, did you see earlier this year? Because this is like 2020, and it's Japan, yeah. and it's at the Olympics. Like, yeah. People were like, "Oh shit!" Like it's 2020. Oh, Japan what, has the Olympics. Go yeah. Wake up, Akira. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're Wait, messing with fire here. <laughs> were the 2020 Olympics scheduled for Japan? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because that was crossing my mind. I was like, did they build a stadium in the 80s as well? Um, I think so. And because I remember when they announced it and they, there was all the Nintendo stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be a weird Olympics. They're like skateboarding in the Olympics now, which is strange. Are they going to have it? Yeah. And like karate and shit. I uh, imagine so. I yeah. don't think I, they're going to have I, it. I think they would. Um, no, they wouldn't have the Olympics this I, year. Maybe not this year. But I think it would just get pushed, pushed to the next thing. But uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we close it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just active um, rebellion 
Like, so like everyone's like, oh, the terrorists, they're at it again. But really, these people are like trying to fight against this sort of like authoritarian state apparatus. Like they're like, stoking the fire by... Like, yeah. like, as in, it's almost orchestrated on both sides, that kind of dynamic. Like, America propping up, like, two sides. Oh, in yeah, true, other, in a conflict, sort of yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't know if that would be the case, but, like, it just seems like such a wild, like, world to be part of, where, like, there's just, like, people, rebels, like, bombing places, yeah. and then there's just police with machine guns chasing them. Like, imagine <laughs> just doing that in the city. I know, and, and they're just nonchalant, like, oh, it's the terrorists again. Yeah, Not- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's one, yeah, it's like a mall or, or something. Mm. And I think it's um, Canada is just kind of, he's just like, ah, oh, okay. Like I'll just, I'll just kind of hide behind this ledge. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like yeah, and people yeah, like exactly. running and screaming and shit. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, there's that woman from before. I've heard her chase her. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, when the, when she shoots the guy in the face. Yeah. That is so brutal. Yeah. She's pretty cut up about it She's as well. fucked up, but yeah. like, it looks so, he's just like, ah. Oh, yeah. his face is gone he, oh he falls into the sludge so the sword, oh man that's fucked up good scene yeah um a lot, to... a lot affected me <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to I need to just map this point out in my head because it's it's complex and now I've kind of lost it a little bit <laughs> um we'll, we'll we'll do a little cut here just remind me to cut I think it's a... <laughs> let me think about this point no because it was what did it have to do with? It was to do with like what we were talking about, like technological growth mm. and um, spacefaring in general and stuff, I guess. But you never really get that. That's the other thing about like technological growth is like everyone's like, yeah, it's going to be lit because we're going to have like lightsabers and like flying cars and stuff. That's never the fucking case. Technology is just like, oh, we made an iPhone with round edges now that has four cameras instead of yeah. one. Well, that's well, that's the ugly capitalist side of... It's all bullshit. No, but... No, but no like, obviously not all yeah, scientific yeah, like some progress. Things, yeah, some but, things um, mean that, well, it's it's almost like... We have achieved um, the means to not have everyone do the shitty hard labor jobs, but obviously people still do them anyway because of the system and excess surplus value and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so, I mean, people do them. We just farm it out to other countries that don't have any labor laws. Yeah, well, like, for example, automation and roboticization of mm. shitty jobs. Yeah. Like, that, that's it's been happening for years and will continue to happen. And unfortunately, it's something that people fear, even though you would think that it's something that people would be like, sweet, I don't have to be a garbage man anymore. I don't have to because pick up shit Because you lose your job, anymore. though. It's not that, like, there's yeah, no universal basic I- income in, or yeah, anything. Yeah, I know, but though. in an ideal world, it would be like, awesome, you know, that job, you know, we'll have the robot replace it, and then I'll just get paid to do nothing. Like, yeah, oh. but that's not the case at all. Like, yeah. people, yeah, people, I mean, going back to Japan, I've heard that, like, you know, some people are employed just to sit in the, the train conductor spots or whatever. They're like totally automated, but people just don't feel safe with like a robot in charge. I saw some some videos um, of like robotics that they're doing in Japan relatively seriously. And they're all gendered as well, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, that would be another issue, I think. But, you know, like that's really just semblance. But um. Yeah, I think, you know, ethics is always trying to catch up to science. That's the hardest thing. Like, it's always... Yeah, it can like, never keep up. The yeah. progress is too quick. Because um, science is not, not really an ethical well, Politics pursuit. is too slow. Like, so to pass laws, it, you know, you you have to have all the politicians understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, And true. they don't. They're like, look at... You know, the tech companies are too far ahead. There's so much 
there's so many things that happen now. Yeah. You can't stay on top of well, it with the law. That's why like Google and stuff just kind of own their own law space. Like, like, yeah, they just do what they want. Yeah. Cause... Well, the truth of the matter is that they're just like creating all sorts of weird like data profiles and stuff on us and doing like... It's, it's hard. Like, who are we to judge? Because obviously... I, I judge. <laughs> well, they do a lot of good. That's all I'd say. Google. Like, what the fuck did Google do? They didn't give a shit. I love Google as just as a service. Like it's very useful to me. I, yeah, and and I am a huge Google hater for the bad things that they do. They're yeah. like they're a complete joke. Like um, I'm not like I'm not anti search engine or whatever. But, but I think yeah, that... that's well, they represent all the worst things about hypercapitalist America. Yeah, like that's they are. You know they they control so much of the defense. Um, yeah. They're super imperialist. Yeah. All the people that work for them in the kind of higher echelons mm. have political positions and yeah. they work closely with the White House. And um, because, well, that book actually on top there. Um, when Google my WikiLeaks. Awesome book. And um, that's all about all the imperialism and um, it sort of details how they all have that same ethos where they want to save the world through technology by westernizing like yeah. all the other countries. And they'll be like, oh, if we can get them connected to the Western internet, then we don't even need to um, like brainwash them. They it's just, just like they'll just discover like yeah. the world that... Because Google is kind of the internet now with yeah. how big YouTube is yeah. and the fact that they control the algorithm yeah. that is on the search engine. Yeah. So they yeah, can yeah. easily you know hide results or... Well, they... You know, Mark Fisher talks about it in Capitalist Realism, talking about how um, it pre-configures desire. So, like... Right. Um, giving, mm-hmm. like, you know, even if the case is that you're not going to buy whatever's advertised to you, like, um, it's, it is still steering you in what you're yeah. interested oh, in. Yeah, I'd agree with that yeah. for sure. But I think... I think also... Well, and, like, Ted Kaczynski would say... Um, yeah, they allow you to find more surrogate activities yeah. very easily. And if yeah. you get bored, because say you know what your vocation in life is deep down, like you know what you should be doing, you know what you're best at, mm. and that can direct what you should apply yourself to. But it, it's so easy to just procrastinate by finding infinite surrogate activities. Yeah. And things to buy to support those surrogate activities. And yeah, you can buy that's stuff true. to feel like you're being productive towards those activities. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good point. I think um, I think also the problem with stuff like Google is that like it sort of like leapfrogs the structure of desire. Right? Instead of there being an obstacle to your desire, you get like what you want straight away, and then you realize you don't want it, and then you like so every Google search is like, damn it, I got exactly what I wanted. There was no like hard work to this. Um, so you get the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so I find the internet profoundly dissatisfying. Right. Do you? Yeah, I use it all the time like, and it's handy as hell, but like, I never feel like, you know, playing like a video game or something. Oh, that's actually not true. But like, I think, I guess it depends what you use the internet for. Like, I guess I read most of like books and stuff. Like, if I didn't have the internet, I certainly wouldn't have all the books that I have. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we tend to over-personify things like companies like Google where we say they do this, they are good because of such... A, obviously, it's not good or bad. 
it, you know, and it has different aspects to it. It's a complex thing. It's a company yeah. with lots of people that work for it. Yeah. There are things about it that are good in that you or I or anyone with a connection to the internet can learn about whatever they want to learn about these days. I think, and I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but you sort of have knowledge without understanding, right? That's the problem, isn't it? Like you get to know whatever it is you're trying to know, but you don't understand it at all. You're kind of just like, I know these words. Yeah, I, I guess. In the, but you can expose yourself. If, if there's something I don't understand, you know, be it political or social or whatever or, or historical, hmm. I don't have to go to the library anymore. Like I can just go to my computer and find that out and yeah. then relate that back to whatever else I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's a useful thing. Uh, yeah, I don't deny that it's handy, certainly. But um, but yeah, it is this Skynet sort of sized company with like, mm. and have you ever looked at their um, like corporate structure? No, what is it? It's pretty crazy. Or I, cu- I, couldn't, I couldn't recite it right now, but yeah. obviously they have their parent company Alphabet. Is that the top one? Yeah. Oh, okay. and, then, um, and then it has all Does the divisions Alphabet own of Google. I don't know. Or is it just Google? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe they have subsidiaries for that. It's funny seeing all the divisions. So, and then it has like a description of what each one's for. So they have one, you know, and they'll always, they'll invent a new one and let it run for a year or so and then just like scrap it if it's not doing well. So they, ha- they have like a whole division devoted to like, um, what are, like moonshot projects, like, like things where just projects where they don't know how useful it will be in the future, but it might be. So, um, they, so they just kind of experiment yeah, okay. in that zone. That's a cool um, term for a moonshot. Yeah. Like, so, yeah shooting for the moon. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And so that, and that might be where, well, I guess Neuralink is Elon Musk, right? Yeah. But so Google have their AI, th- um, AlphaGo. Yeah. Um, so things like that. And, um, well, the main thing I was, I was meaning to say this whole time is because um, I recently watched um, Lex Friedman talking about just a quick talk on AI and his thoughts about AI in the future mm. and stuff. And it's something I hadn't thought about. He was talking about how, you know, more and more devices have some sort of connection to the internet, like Internet of Things yeah. devices. And every more and more devices have like a compute power. So like your game console that's a huge one in the last 10 years, like gaming consoles have gotten really powerful because they have graphics cards, which Mm. can do um, like a certain type of computation that's useful for a um, connected, like if you had some sort of AI system. Yeah. And so he was talking about leveraging, he's talking about um, the exponential growth of AI because, you know, people worry about singularity and and things like that. And then something I hadn't thought about was the whole Neuralink brain interface thing yeah. that Elon Musk was talking about. And obviously that's his one of his main projects. Yeah. So then Lex was saying that's how it could happen. When when everyone has a Neuralink connect to their brain, then uh, <laughs> the, the AI, AI will be able to right. leverage all of the brains yeah. connected. So and that's sort of... because like brains are extremely powerful computers. Yeah. Um, so that would be such a huge increase in the compute power. So it's like a matrix thing, like bio. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's yeah. like, yeah, that is the potential kind of like. Yeah, that's interesting. Are we sure we want to go there? Point mm. of technological growth. Um, so where, we have like the Futurama thing where like ads are zapped into your dream, and when you wake yeah. up, you're like, I really want this. Just all of those things. We yeah. have, yeah, they're all kind of they're all on the horizon mm. for sure. Yeah, I think, I think my main. 
I think the main problematic maybe for like Neuralink or something like that, and I think Juzak talked about it before, is like I think really anyone who has any interest in like the unconscious or whatever would say like if it's directly transmitting your thoughts, like your the thoughts that you think like um, is madness pretty much like you know, you have like your stream of like conscious like thoughts, <laughs> well, and then but, what you release into yeah, the, but then the the, uh, the unconscious is like d- doing diluted. all sorts of weird shit as well, you know, and you never know. So like once you have that sort of explosion, like what happens then? Like do you become a fragmented person or like? Well, yeah, I guess because we already are split between like you know the the sort of ego and the unconscious already. Who knows what it would do or how it would work? Um, maybe it would help you because. It's it's always that kind of it's that presentation of like the shiny thing on the, you know you could you could easily yeah. have it sold to you like oh what if what if you could just communicate with your friends just by thinking you know yeah. people would like that's such an attractive thing I, I it, think that that would be terrible can you imagine any of the weird thoughts you think that you keep out of dialogue but like, I guess the ability to sort of transfer feelings and emotions would be it would be Ooh, an interesting know, thing like, to explore yeah. i think i think you know like would it be would there be like a standardization of affect or would there be like people <laughs> who could describe more can like give more of a shaping to the no the no see i think it would like the design of the interface would aim to eliminate any sort of vocabulary deficiencies that someone had because you would don't, that mean you that don't it need would, to use... Would that mean that it would also erase anyone who had, like, um, the ability to describe things at a greater capacity? Probably. Uh, well, that sounds bad. That just sounds like, are you happy? Well, yes, I am happy. Don't, uh, do you think language is just inherently flawed? Like, it's 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 always yeah, incapable it's of fully describing what yeah. you're trying to convey? Yeah, that's the inherent, like, antagonism of language. Like, people can never... I can never tell you exactly what I want to tell you. And but, you can never tell me exactly But if our brains what, could just directly... I don't know, because we'd still be using language. I don't know Why? how you would... How else would you communicate? Like, what? what's the... You would just, like, read the messages, like, the thoughts that wouldn't need to be... They wouldn't need how to be converted have... to words. How would you... But then, like, what would be the... How would you, like... How, where would, like... Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not... Sell, like, I don't... No, 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 I, no, I know. I'm very scared of yeah, this sort I of technology. Yeah, I just don't know, like, where would the signification go? Like, where would... Like... I guess that would mean that, like, everyone would have to assume a certain set of, like, there'd be, like, a new thought language. Think about how animals Mm. are always doing probability calculations, but they don't, there's no concept of the fact that they're doing that. Yeah. But, for example, a dog, if you give it a treat every time you open the fridge, it's calculated that if it's good when you're going to the fridge, it has a really high chance of getting food. And um, there's so many other things that they do where it's based on success or failure out of a given number of trials in the past. Um, They don't need language to do that calculation. So it's just an example of a concept that fully exists in their mind without the like baggage of explanation to it. It, They get the condensed information that is required. I guess if you like, if the, if the dream is to revert back to some sort of like unspeaking, yeah. like instinctual, like drive sort of thing, then like, sure. Okay. But that sounds like shit to well, me. <laughs> and, okay. That leads to the last thing of that I wanted to say. And it t- kind of ties back to Akira at yeah. last, <laughs> um, because you say the dream mm. and I like, I notice how 
maybe it came about in, in the 50s or 60s, like sort of when you first had people opposing technological growth quite strongly. I mean, you had people before then, mm. but I guess when like transistors were taking off and computers were like taking off mm. um, and people were kind of getting a more everyday glimpse of how technolo- technological growth is quite exponential, mm. um, especially with the like shrinking of computers and transistors, um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and people would say, you know, like you'd have a a debate about similar to debating the purpose of even doing science for technology's sake to, you know, feed the, the, um, hungry and get food to the poor and information. And, um, so people would use the excuse like, oh, we need science to make the world a better place. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of like a made up thing. Like no one actually believes that it's kind of just like a justification, but the real, the real answer to why we do what we do, like we don't really, it's almost like an unconscious force of humanity. It's like, we just, we just kind of do stuff because it's like, no one's really thinking and directing about it. Mm. It's not like a social cultural thing. Well, it is, I guess in the West, but we just kind of, we're like, okay, new technology let's do it like and we just and someone does it you know yeah yeah i think it's just like that sense of creative potential or whatever like people are just like oh this is interesting i want to see if we can go further and that's why i kind of see like the whole as ugly as many downsides as we can think of to like Neuralink stuff like that it feels kind of inevitable yeah i don't know i just don't think that i would be because if I, feel, I can totally see it as like you know you have like sort of your like hud or hub or whatever in your eye and yeah. you know, you have like your bank account and your ID and all these like funny things. I don't yeah. know, like in that you can see, I just, I do not want to live in a like, place where my phone is in my eyes. Like, and I just. But do you see the inevitability of it, right? I see the inevitability, like, of course. Yeah. It's like, well, what's the next thing? What can we do? Like, like the train just, isn't slowing down. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Like, there's going to be like, people don't want to carry around their phones. They break all the time. Why don't we put it inside them? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, all manner of horrible things are going to happen yeah. in the, the continual pursuit of technology. Yeah. And that's just to say the consumers as well. Like think about all the bad shit that happens because of technology now. Like you have like children in the Congo mining cobalt by like, you know, various broken up militias that sort of run those areas that Apple pays to get the money, uh, to get the cobalt and a lot of the sort of uh, precursor materials to make their phones. Yeah. And then you get it, and then they say something like, uh, the programming is meant to slow down in two years, so you have to buy another one in two years. All that shit goes to, like, e-dumps in China, yeah. where they're picking their shit apart. Everyone's getting fucked. That's the other thing. Like, the material part of technology is that the, it hedges on the fact that there are countries out there that have no labor laws, have, like, you know, political instability to a huge uh, extent, and... As long, totally as, you can't, as long as you can't see that, you can get a new iPhone in two years. Yeah, fully agree. Um, and I'm just the same. Like I get phones maybe uh, maybe every three years or something. I mean, maybe le- maybe more than that. Maybe less. I don't know. Yeah, but it's the technology. The real the real sort of like sleight of hand or invisible hand of technology is making the people who get it forget that where it, like how it comes about and where it goes afterwards. Like, For you're sure. just in this sweet little middle area. So, yeah, what do we do? What, what do, do we do? Yeah. Well, I guess, like, the first thing to do is, like, you know, either, like, employ people at a good rate that aren't fucking children, like, they're, you know, like, held at gunpoint to, like, mine. 
But the disease is capitalism, isn't it? Certainly. But technology has absolutely no problem with exploitation. Yeah. No problem. You know? Like, uh, China, love to think they're socialist, but Shenzhen is like capitalism the city. Yeah. It looks like Singapore. It makes microchips all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like... It's but, a, it's, yeah, so, well... So it's a corrupting force. At least, like... Yeah, so do you think it'll be similar to Akira and we'll create a... We'll accidentally um, create a universe that will engulf and kill everyone? Just, it'll, it'll you know, well, form, I don't, I don't from really, an experiment like that? Yeah, I guess the thing about Akira is it kind of just, like, gives you a situation. Like, it doesn't really tell you how it gets there. It's like, oh, some kids were tested upon to get, like, new powers. And maybe reading the manga would clear some of that up. Yeah. Um, but I don't really see why, like, there would have to be, like, an extinction event. Well, not an extinction event, but at least, like, it wipes out an entire city. Um, I don't really... I don't think that that would be the case. I, th- I see the city itself as, like, a total possibility. Like, those sorts of cities are already Oh, happening. yeah, absolutely. Right? I see the, the breakdown of, like, yeah. um, order totally as well. Like, because, like, you know, more and more politics, like, everyone appears, you know, you sort of have your career politicians and you have people that are trying to change things and, like, the structure of, like, the theatre of politics or whatever is never going to allow any, like, full structural change. Un- yeah. Unless maybe like people actually get out there and like start committing like violent acts, but so maybe maybe the end game is full Neuralink, everyone <laughs> connected <laughs> in a vat. Yeah, I guess. maybe that's just like that's just the only unavoidable outcome of everything. What? So I guess then you're sort of like getting into the Matrix, right? With like well, the yeah, robots. But, well, it's different because the Matrix people are separated, like they're in their own world each. Whereas yeah, this utopian thing is like no one will need a body anymore. It'll just be all the brains become one, and then all I of miss a sudden, touching people and smelling of, things. The, the end of everything. It's just I like, like touching people. I'd miss that, <laughs> you know. Even yeah. if it was perfectly simulated, I think that like. If it was perfectly simulated... Well, if I didn't know, it. and yeah. it was perfectly simulated, yeah, totally. Like, I think it would fuck me up if I ever found out that it was but a simulation. Touch, my brain. But it is just impulses in your brain. So no, I there's think no that, difference between... I don't between... think that's the case at all. I would, like, I would argue that there's more than like um, neuroscience says there is okay. going on in okay. your mind. You know, like, I respect that view. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't have a position on that because it's... Well, yeah, who, who the fuck knows? Hmm. I think it's interesting. I think it's true. Like through from a partic- uh, from a uh, like a biological materialist view, that is exactly what's happening. You know, just, but like, just electrical signals kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, you know, synapses firing, and that sort of creates different responses. Yeah, and then theoretically, they could be simulated, just the same as like yeah. any audio signal can yeah, be certainly. simulated because it's just a waveform. But like, I think you dip people dip into a sort of like boring cynicism in the shape of something like. Uh, uh, you know, love is just a neurological con job or something like that. Surely you've seen that before. It's like, well, you're saying that because somebody hurt you. So love is real. <laughs> it's not just like you know what I mean. Like um, they they show how much they believe in it by saying something like, ah, oh, you know, you're just being fooled by the chemicals. And it's like, well, yeah, but love is different in every like different country. It's like a socially um, specified thing. Like there's different ways of falling in love and different ways of experiencing it and everything. So it must be. Like, because if it was just neurochemical, 
then everyone would experience it the same way. Mm-hmm. So like the the social component to it means that there must be much more, I think. Right. The fact that we can't have what we want, you know, the fact that people are just like raping and killing each other all the time. Uh, like, you know, because like Freud is like, you know, this, the, the sort of like sexual desire gets like repressed and just explodes into like a million different experience, like desires from there. So like the initial repression of that like total sort of sex and death drive is um, how we sort of become who we are, like sort of different, perverted in our ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that would be hard, I think. With Neuralink and stuff, like, it's the sex thing. That would be interesting. Like, how would that go? Because, right. like, if you're transmitting your thoughts... Because sometimes you lie in sex. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes you think... What, what about if you're thinking about someone else? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's not that you don't love the person. Or maybe you don't. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, well, then we're just more truthful, I guess, aren't we? Because yeah, there's no, no deception. I think you got to cover it. So you got to people you know like no I, i'm just trying to yeah i'm trying to um be devil's advocate because who, no, yeah, who knows I think it's good um, i think it's good to always like be like but what about the other thing yeah I, yeah I just wouldn't want you or anyone that listened to think that i um i'm a big sort of the proponent of Neuralink because <laughs> who the fuck knows what's going on there i think um i think that would be like the hardest things the Neuralink. like what would happen in death can you continue living then can you like scan your brain and have like a like well, what about that Black Mirror mm, episode where that woman like uses I'd put, like well I'd put it this way we can't even make um well I, it's hard to say because we don't know what's going to happen with like quantum computers and stuff yeah. like that but we still can't make like a perfect analog synth yeah. in code um, digitally yeah. like it's still all the the non-linear things that happen with electrical signals when you're especially when you're changing like a voltage somewhere when mm. you're tweaking a knob that's we can't um we don't have the computational ability to replicate those things in real time yet yeah. we can do it okay where say i i record the signal and then i let the computer do the mathematical processing to simulate me tweaking the analog filter cutoff knob yeah. or whatever but the fact that we can't even do that yet with something as relatively simple as a synthesizer, a synthesizer, yeah. And oh, then, yeah. So like then trying to scale that up to um, a digital version of a brain. Mm. So, so it's binary, like it's using ones and zeros, yeah, like a computer gates and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems a long way off, even with continued exponential computational growth. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think... Um, which which is to say that, like, as long as we're still using that form of computational technology, it would be very hard to create um, some sort of digital, eternal living brain, from, like, to convert a human brain when yeah. it's going to die to that form, yeah. which is different from, say, a digital AI. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's true. Like, I think it's far, far off. People might lose interest. The state of science and technology, like its direction could totally change. Yeah, it could just um, be just defense, defense, defense. It yeah. Could, yeah, it could be, you know, um, there could be a massive political um, change in direction and uh, it could come like, you know, now we're going to create some sort of like biomechanical tree that somehow like sequests carbon you know like at a higher rate than like old growth forests do yeah. and sort of stuff like that you know like <laughs> maybe we can take solace in the fact that at least at this point 
we definitely will die. Imagine I if <laughs> you lived in a world where it's like death was a privilege. Yeah. And you have the potential to just be tortured eternally. Yeah. That's the well, that's, that would be the true fear. That's sort of the the whole thing that like runs through like ancient Greek mythology and stuff, right? Like the gods hate humanity because they get to die. Like, oh, life okay. is beautiful because it has a start and a finish, whereas they're eternal. So they're just like, ah, oh, fuck, like no islands. Like, yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah. that's. I that's guess the same reason why we like, have all a potential. flower is beautiful, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, I get to see this flower that's bloomed. So mm. looking at a sunflower and yeah. like, oh, that's Anything really beautiful. Anything that's sort of transitory. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know. So that's we have all potential to still invent like further terrible forms of suffering mm. with technology. Yeah. And you never know. You never know. Even like the person with the best intentions, it could just be like somehow the the, the technology does something weird and is used in a different way because you never really know. But is that a reason not to do it at all? No. Or is it just a reason to carefully evaluate each step? I think it's just a reason to to consider when you're making anything. You know, if you make a, an artwork, you know, someone could be like, oh, yeah, this means... Like, like um... Charles Manson and like Hotel Skelter, it's like, oh, this means race war, you know? And yeah. it's like, I don't think that the Beatles were advocating for race war, you know? Like, yeah. uh, so it's not that like the person who creates it has author- ultimate authority over it, which they, no one has. Like once you release something into the world for someone else to have, they read it how they want to read it. Mm-hmm. But it's probably handy to remember that is the case. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. We got deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think No, it's... but that's that's where Akira led my thoughts. Like so yeah. it was just the whole, I guess um yeah, the ethics of technological development. That it, it's it's such a strange question when you think about those technologies that um interact with what it is to be human. Mm. That, which is where we are at the moment. So, yeah, mm. it's interesting. Well, they're all children as well, right? Like, so you kind of have, like, the children have the power. So, they kind of make, like, ridiculous sort of monsters out of, like, teddy bears and have, like, dragon hands <laughs> yeah. that, like, bite you and stuff. So, it's it's scary, as, but it's also very infantile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and kids do that. Like, uh, like Eliza was saying last night, she's like, watch porn at, like, seven. And it's like, well, you grew up, like, you had Google when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, so, it's like... That's what I'm talking about, about like knowledge, about understanding. It's just like, oh, here's this stuff. I know it. I don't know what it means. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like all sorts of weird shit can happen through that. Same with that like uh, politogram. You know, it's just like this ridiculous sort of like permutations of like political thought that just gets like bigger and bigger and vaster and like more and more broken into different like pieces of shadow. I, I guess they're just like satirizing the spectacle of politics in general. Well, I think that for them, like how politics is. is just a spectacle. Yeah. Like they probably, they probably all came up in like maybe the Obama sort of time. Like that's when they first kind of got their first taste of politics, or at least what they might understand as like politics, and just were like, oh, so he's just the same, but he was supposed to be a Democrat. Why isn't he doing like? Why is he still bombing all these countries? Yeah, and like, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, they felt a bit. Sort of well, it's dissolution, it. yeah. yeah. It's just like when Bill Clinton got into power, he was like, no, we're not going to pass NAFTA. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like, Ronald Reagan wants to do that. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. And then as soon as he got in, it's straight away, NAFTA yeah. was passed. Like, so nothing, like, does do things change? Well, I mean, like, I think that's a bit of a, like, a gripe against, like, the sort of contemporary 
centrist Democrats. They mm. don't. They're just like in corporate interests. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They're not as obscene as Republicans, like we have here with Labor and Liberal. They're not yeah. as obscene. They probably won't say wild shit. But it's just money. But it's the same thing. They yeah. just say nice stuff instead. All right. Um, where do you rank it? Well, I reckon this is this might be number one and number two. Hey, I was thinking similarly. Yeah, this certainly one thing it had in common with Brazil actually was um the pipe ductwork. Yeah, it's like all any dystopian sci-fi where they go into the the underground like the things that run the city. There's always like a really complex network yeah. of electrical wires and it's just and... in like this giant chasm, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's that's a pretty prescient look at the future. Didn't happen like that. But, uh, maybe it, maybe it is like that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like they probably assumed a greater sense of like um, infrastructure than people were actually willing to make because it's quite hard. Like <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like um, they got their pipe work on point. Yeah, Japan. well, I guess like if we're talking about Japan as well, like earthquakes are more of a thing, so maybe it's different structuration than yeah. like here, where it's like worst thing that could happen is it rains a little bit harder. Maybe they also thought back then when they made these sorts of movies that we would need really thick electrical cables for all our communications. Yeah, like, I guess they were they were using the technology they had. That yeah, had. you need a big piece of copper for yeah, your crazy yeah, exactly. high bandwidth internet. It's going to yeah. be like a meter diameter. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So they, they're sort of just like those things from the future. It's like, well, that wouldn't change. We already have the internet here. <laughs> <laughs> they just make it bigger. Yeah. Yeah, whereas like obviously the... Um, the internet itself has changed. I was going to say, in, in as far as um, ranking, it's kind, it's not really on the same level. It's just, it's quite... I feel like it doesn't compete. It's hard to pit it against the other ones because it's an anime and it's not American-made. Um, it's just, it's quite different. That's really so different. So I'd kind of put it equal with Brazil. No, I'd still put it below Brazil if we're ranking in terms of what would I want to watch again yeah. or like Desert Island film or something like yeah. that. But it's it would if if we really had to force it into the ranking system, I would put it second after Brazil. Yeah. But, Third you know, would it's be such Blade an arbitrary system. Like what what are we ranking? Are we saying, you know, my favourite film or are we saying I think like, that I think that's the case, yeah. Just like interesting what is it saying? You know, because some of the things don't okay. really say too much. Yeah, okay. They kind of so just look cool. I'll put it after Brazil. Yeah, definitely. Get Blade Runner what in there, was, number what three. What was after Brazil for you or before this? Brazil. Uh, Blade Runner. Was it for me? I don't I remember. remember. You didn't seem to really like Blade Runner that much. No, I, used to, <laughs> no, I came around to it. I just, I'm a bit like that with films sometimes. Didn't like Philip K. Dick. <laughs> No, nah, it's more like it's too much of a shock to my system and I, I need time to... It happens, oh, yeah. with, it happens with albums. It happens with so much sort of artistic stuff. Right? Yeah, I just get can't get this it. away from me. Get it open my mind a bit first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a, that's sort of what they do though, right? They kind of like... That's the, the mode of things. It's yeah. like, look at this. This is pretty shocking, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm like, oh, I can't handle the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially because like we have disappointed them as well. Like, we disappointed yeah, what the writers their future is much cooler more terrifying like we have like lame sort of like our mega corporations don't like they're not like yeah we run this shit they're just like these politicians work for us it's difficult to average it out because we can't judge like we our entire society the whole world 
against the whole because we don't see every single part of our world or the world that's painted by sci-fi of the past mm. so like you can't say whether we're doing better or worse because who the fuck knows like what's the metric for that you know is it the yeah. number of people suffering? We don't have fucking sick motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned from Akira. <laughs> and mad terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, uh, I would argue that they are freedom rebels. They're fighting yeah. for emancipation. As are we. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> they lose just as it. much as the, like, military complex. Yeah. All right. Adios. We done good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's like laughs> <a good. laughs>